Let's get it, let's get it, let's get it. It's your boy Sully on the Excuse Me Podcast, Maximize the Moment Podcast, your podcast, my podcast, God's podcast, and let's get it podcast. Yep. So um, if you hear a little differential in my voice, if you hear something different, it's because uh, since Saturday I was a little under the weather, but I am recovering today, praise God, and I'm going to get it in. We're going to get to the word, get to some principles, and get to some further maturation within our relationship with Christ. And so the term that I want to introduce to you guys today is logotherapy. Logotherapy. It was developed by Viktor Frankl. The theory is founded on the belief that human nature is motivated by the search for a life purpose. Logotherapy is the pursuit of that meaning for one's life. Frankl's theories were heavily, heavily influenced by his personal experiences of suffering and loss in the Nazi concentration camps. In 1942, Frankl and his family were sent to multiple concentration camps where his father perished. And in 1944, the surviving Frankl's were sent and taken to Auschwitz, where his mother was exterminated. His wife died later in Bergen-Belsen concentration camp. And as Frankel observed the brutality and the degradation that was around him, he theorized that those inmates who had some meaning in their lives, something that was pulling on them in their lives, their meaning in their lives, were most likely to survive. And here's a quote by Frankel that says, what man actually needs is not a tensionless state, but rather, but rather the striving and struggling for some goal worthy of him. What he needs is not the discharge of tension at any cost, but the call of potential meaning waiting to be fulfilled by him. End quote. And the number one question I get as a speaker, as a mentor, coach, peer, person, peer, whatever the case is, is what is my purpose? What is my purpose? And they tell me, Sully, my, my purpose will push me. My purpose will drive me. My purpose will set me free. I just need to find my purpose. And I'll answer that question with two questions. The first being, are you connected to the purpose giver? Stay with me for a second. Are you connected to the purpose giver? Too often we look for purpose everywhere else than where it originated. Too often we look for purpose everywhere else than where it came from. The microphone once invented, didn't give itself its purpose. The inventor gave it its purpose. The mic was not invented and then left alone on the table and say, figure it out. The person who created the microphone designed it with a specific intent in mind. This is like a microphone waking up one day and saying, my purpose is to be a guitar and wonders why it can never tighten its strings. And you might say, Sully, that's a little bit silly, but that's exactly what we do. We say, this is my purpose. This is what I've been called to in life. And never consult the inventor of all things living. We allow occupations to predicate our future expectations and evaluate our purpose through the funnel that they give us. Instead of allowing God to shape our purposes for the greater purpose that is already designed. Whatever route of work that you partake in, whether and whatever enterprise or there's usually an end state in mind, right? <clears throat> there are strategic goals. There are 20 year plans. There are 
core frameworks that a business encircles itself around and says, here are my end goals. Here's what we wish to achieve. And they do this whether you're in the military, technology, engineering, teaching, food, logistics, or whatever the case may be, church. This is the purpose the business charts itself around and navigates around. And you yourself partake of this navigation, associating your purpose with the company's greater purpose. And how backwards that we have it, that as people we allow our purpose to be dictated, to be dictated by a business and not by God who has a greater purpose for you daily. Now, I'm not saying don't work. I'm not saying anything of the sort. I'm not saying you shouldn't master your craft. I'm a big believer in mastering your craft. But God has called everyone. He has called everyone and has a calling for everyone. And we are too busy at times looking at ourselves or things run by people and not taking time to become familiar with God's purpose. Thus, at times, missing our purpose entirely. Which brings me to the second question. What if God presents you your purpose and you choose not to follow it? What if he gives you your purpose and you don't like it? What will you do then? Moses, Jonah. If God give, gives you your purpose and says, this is what you, you are meant to do and you reject it, what, what are you going to do? If everything is impinged on ultimate purpose that is ultimately found in God, how will you find deep fulfillment in what you do? Colossians 2 verses 1 through 9. And this is Paul speaking. I want you to know how hard I am contending for you and those in Laodicea. And for all who have not met me personally, my goal is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love so that they may have the full riches of complete understanding, the full riches of complete understanding in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom all in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I tell you this so that no one may deceive you by fine-sounding arguments. This sounds a lot like today. So that no one may deceive you by fine-sounding arguments. For though I am absent from you in body, I am present with you in spirit and delight to see how disciplined you are and how firm your faith is in Christ. So then, just as you have received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in faith, strengthened in faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and elemental spiritual forces of this world rather than rather than on Christ for in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form and in Christ and in Christ you have been brought to fullness the new king james version king james version says and you are complete in him you are complete in him and when we say we're looking for our purpose there's a sense of incompleteness there, a feeling of something is missing, a feeling of absence. But we only are complete when we link up with Christ because he is fullness. He is completeness. 
Joseph got the dream before he understood his purpose. Joseph got the dream before he understood his purpose. Joseph was leading by example in Potiphar's house. He was leading in the prison. He was interpreting dreams in prison all before he he became second only to Pharaoh in Egypt. Your purpose is you walking in longstanding obedience. Your purpose is walking in obedience. David shepherded sheep before he shepherded a kingdom. Nehemiah served a king before he served his people. Daniel stood up stood up in front of the king of all kings before being seated with the king. He stood up with against kings with the king of all kings before being seated with the king. The disciples were fishermen before they fished for men. Luke was a doctor and articulated the books, the book of Acts and the gospel of Luke only as a doctor with as fine detail as a doctor could account with. Paul was a Pharisee, educated in multiple languages and in the scripture, yet once filled with Christ, wrote most of the epistles in the New Testament. We keep looking for purpose, but the purpose is all along the way, your life's journey, where God uses what's been sprinkled along the timeline for the glory of who he is. You searching for your purpose when all you need to search for is God. You're searching for your purpose, but all you need to do is search for God and God will illuminate where you're supposed to be. What you're supposed to do for the illumination of his light that's been placed inside of you. The purpose, your purpose, is found bounded to the long-standing obedience with God. And if you haven't grabbed a hold of what the underlying tone is, the gift is not for you. The purpose is not the finish line. Matthew 5, 14 and 15, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. It gives light to everyone in the house. We want the purpose, but miss the principles for the purpose itself. Which is the purpose, the gifting, the calling is not about all about your success, but for others. The way in which God calls you is for others to grow and grab a hold of the light God has put inside of you to reflect Christ. Let's look at Saul's conversion, Acts 9, verses 13 through 15. Then Ananias Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much harm he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. Again, I'm talking about Saul who turned into Paul who wrote most of the epistles in the New Testament. And again, in verse 13, it says, Then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much harm he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priests to bind all who call on your name. But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is a chosen vessel of mine. Go, for he is a chosen vessel of mine. There's intent there to bear my name before Gentiles, kings, and the children of Israel. Notice, notice the dichotomy, but you notice the unity within that. Bear my name before Gentiles, kings, and the children of Israel. For I show him, for I will show him how many things he must suffer for my name's sake. Saul wrote 
most of the epistles in the New Testament and could go places that others couldn't by his Roman citizenship and his education. 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 45 and 46. David said to the Philistine, You come against me with the sword and the spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hands and I'll strike you down. I'll strike you down and cut off your head. This very day, I will give the carcass of the Philistine army to the birds and the wild animals and the whole world, not just Israel. The whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. Your gifts open doorways for people to know who God is. The theme continues way on throughout the Bible. Jonah and Nineveh, Moses in the wilderness, the disciples, and all that happened after the crucifixion, the 72 sent out by Jesus, the judges of Israel, so many more stories. As everything in the Bible points to who God is and what is to come, so does God, so does what God has called to be in your life. But it always, always, always comes down to following God. It always does because you could be naturally talented and be flourishing in many things and still not get your intended purpose. You could be naturally talented, an amazing person. You could be flourishing in so many things and still not get your intended purpose. You could be successful in the eyes of the whole world and have all the money you've ever dreamed of and still miss who you were designed to be in Christ still miss the intent. It cracks me up when I watch SportsCenter and they say so-and-so dropped 50 points, had 11 rebounds, 13 steals, and that was so amazing. And then they continue to go on and say, but unfortunately, they lost the game. It's no point in having an amazing game as a player if you never win the game. The intent is for the team to get another win. So you could be, by carnal standards, by earthly standards, have a great life. But what if at the end, you lose your life? You miss the intent because you just have missed the intent. You had a great life on earth. It was amazing, but you got to the very end and lost it because you missed the entire purpose. You decided what your purpose was instead of allowing God to guide you or use you for what the intended purpose was. And a lot of times we are so eager to get what God is calling us that we forget that gifts are on God's timeline. We get so eager to get to the gift, get to the purpose, that we forget that the gifts are on God's timeline. And I can explain to you exactly what I mean. Well, we may find out what our purpose is. We discover the intent. But the delivery or the implementation of the purpose isn't until a designed phase of life. We have holidays all year round, all around the world. And we know the purpose of those holidays and we understand the intent of those holidays. Right, wrong, or indifferent. Right? We have these holidays and we understand what the intent of the holidays are. But the gifts, although we may ahead of time have them, they're designed for a predestined time. And some of you out there 
maybe walking in your purpose, understand its intent, but haven't gotten to the predestined time when God will release that gift. And it can be frustrating, but maturation of what God has given us and the timing is super integral to the effect and impact of that gift. Giving a Christmas gift in July is not the same as opening a gift under the tree on Christmas Day. There's a different impact. So if we are to make an impact in the kingdom, we rely on God's shaping of our identity, our purpose through Christ. We rely on his intent for that purpose, and we rely on his timing. Three very big pillars in how we scope purpose. And a note to add is that although Viktor Frankl was a doctor and is successful in his field, he didn't come up with logotherapy until after he experienced the tragic experiences of the Nazi camps. Until after he went through and survived those horrifying adverse events, did this theory come to light. And there are some events, some phases of life, some things God will take you through in bringing everything to maturation. I'll close with this quote from Christine Kane. Nothing about my birth or yours was random or accidental. I was born for this time. I was born for this time and so were you. We were each chosen for a particular cosmical important task that can be done by no one else. End quote. God has chosen you to do great things and to make powerful impacts on those all around you. I want you to continue to grind. I want you to continue to fight and daily seek your purpose through Christ. I'll see you next time on another Maximize the Moment. Let's get it. Sun goes down. Love